What's going on, guys? Good morning. Good morning. Welcome or welcome back to the Football Card Quest. I'm your host, Andy Case, and we got a uh, mailbag full of questions this morning. Uh, questions about when to grade cards, questions about cracking slabs, questions about um, the market of Mac Jones. We want to look at that, talk about some game theory, some of my favorite bets of the week. What's going on, Billy? How you doing, man? Uh, concussion protocol, whatnot. Let's see what this question is here about a trade. Ooh, we're gonna we're gonna dissect a card trade, so that'll be fun. I'm gonna talk about some trends, and uh, let's see, let's see, a lot of stuff to get to this morning, a lot to unpack. Of course, you had Darno Mooney coming inches away from the Bears winning the Thursday night game that started off atrociously slow, uh, painstaking. Who who fell asleep before halftime in that game? <laughs> I'm sure some people did. Uh, it, it was pretty brutal, but uh, eventually, you know, it kind of, kind of got spicy there at the end, and the uh, the Commanders were able to get a touchdown towards the end thanks to a Valus Jones muffed punt, hit him right in the face <laughs> almost, and, uh, and and that allowed Brian Robinson Jr. to get his first career touchdown. Man, he went 60 yards on 17 attempts. He forced three missed tackles, and 44 of his rushing yards came after contact. You would never tell that that guy got shot twice in the lower body just, what, six, seven weeks ago? That was pretty impressive. I want to look quickly at the stock of Brian Robinson because we talked last week how we thought that there could be a little demand spike. Honestly, I kind of want to get a Brian Robinson card because I love the perseverance, the positive mental attitude, the work ethic that this guy had just to never even once count himself down and out. I mean, he came back so quickly. I, I just, I love it. I love the story. I love the attitude. So I'm kind of becoming a, a Brian Robinson fan. That's like the only a bright spot for me on the commanders. Other than that, you've got all the scandals around Dan Snyder, the entire organization, Carson Wentz. I think Carson Wentz should should shift to becoming an offensive lineman. You saw that block that he put on Roquan Smith towards the end of the game. That was a good block. <laughs> but uh, when it comes to passing the ball, making uh, clutch decisions, <laughs> Carson Wentz is – is uh, not 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 too good most of the times most of the times so just digging it got his hand raised what's going on man uh, if you have any uh, questions you want to ask live go ahead and drop them down in the chat this is a live question and answer live stream here all football cards all day let's roll the bumper make sure everybody's awake after that snooze fest last night <laughs> All right, let's dig in. Kamikaze Sports Card Hybrid said, setback football 50 years. All right, so I, I do want to look uh, quickly at the stock of Brian Robinson to see what type of activity because I've become a big fan of these Donruss Elite turn of the century, you know, and all these rookies have slightly different uh, cards available depending on their their draft stock and and you know Brian Robinson coming from Alabama and being a, a day two pick I 
actually expect him to have some pretty decent cards out. So let's go here on eBay. I just do a 2022 Brian Robinson and then go uh, hit the sold items button. Um, so we're looking at this morning, man. This morning, you know, definitely like uh, uh, you can see here, just looking right off the bat, that a sweet spot for a guy like this, like a running back, especially a young running back, is going to be autograph cards that most oftentimes come with a serial number. So you have this little sweet spot here between $20, $30. He's also one of the more uh, low end or like cheaper running backs that you could purchase for, you know, as a rookie. The high end right now would be Brees Hall or now Kent Walker's getting getting some steam. So you could look at uh, those guys as the top end. Brian Robinson would be closer to the to the bottom end just because he's just not getting on the field and he plays for the commanders. So, yeah, I'm, I'm seeing some decent transaction. Nothing uh, too crazy. It's pretty much all the supply that are in this little, you know, uh, price tier. What I consider this price tier of 20 to 40 to sometimes $50 like you national treasures collegiate is out. So that's going to be popular on card auto, big playing patch, but, uh, or this legacy that's cracked ice under the lights, you know, cracked ice is very popular, very liquid. You've got this one going, uh, serial numbered out of 25 with that autograph, you got the Alabama logo. You got the little legacy logo, rookie card shield 55, uh, in a buy it now uh, 22 for the Bowman U first refractor. Although you can't see the refractor at all in that card with an autograph going for 2022. 20, that's, that's pretty solid. So you could see some auctions last night that, that definitely got steamed up a little bit or like uh, something like a leaf 2499 buy it now. Yeah, definitely got steamed up. I'm not expecting a whole lot of movement from anybody else in that game. I'm sure there was transactions that went down. Like I'm sure there, there were some Justin Fields transactions. I mean, the guy, it's got some good mobility. It's just a combination of like bad play calling. They play so slow. They run the ball a lot. Like even in situations where you would expect them to come out and throw first and be a little bit more aggressive. They just, man, I really struggle to get that kind of stuff going. So, but uh, Justin Fields, you know, showed showed a few nice plays there, a couple nice throws. Uh, one that one deep throw to Pettis, and then the uh, the scramble there right at the end, that thirty eight yard scramble. Uh, so, you know, with when it comes to a quarterback, you're going to see uh, quite a bit more variance here. You're going to, especially because he's twenty twenty one, you have a lot more product out. So you have everything from people buying, you know. And that's, is that, yeah, that is a Justin Fields. You, you have everything, people buying uh, across the entire gambit. Uh, some higher end stuff. This one's numbered out of five, turbo turbocharged from Select or you know, Cracked Ice Ohio State card. That's a Micah Parsons that someone put Justin Fields in the description. Like, why would you do that? I'm not sure. Uh, I guess just trying to take advantage of the Chicago fan base, but Micah Parsons is super popular. I don't think you would need to do that right now. It's probably a mistake. Someone using one of those templates or something, they have the information saved there. Uh, same thing, Jamar Chase. Uh, Optic Hollow around $20. Still, yeah, I'm not going to really buy into that, although that's not a bad price point. The centering's off on that card, but the price point's not bad. I mean, Chicago's playing pretty decent on defense. Look at the centering on that one. Just absolutely atrocious. So, yeah, there. that's, uh, you know, 
obviously there's going to be a lot of auctions closing. There's this is not Panini. This is a custom card. You see more and more custom cards these days. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. So what's going on, Lewis? Bob, how's it going, man? What does he happen with the Raiders overall? Yeah, yeah. Following the Devontae Adams story. Small misdemeanor. Hopefully it's just a fine court appearance. Gets back. Sold a Brees Hall this week for 75. Bought it for 40 back in September. Did I sell uh, too early? Uh, you could argue that you did. I think there's going to be a little bit more run here for Brees Hall in the next few weeks. Um, you know, he really just broke out this past week, and he's a rookie. Plus, if you're looking at the new release schedule, I mean, it's very staggered, right? You've got Prism draft picks coming out at the end of November. You've got select draft picks coming out here at some point. I mean, I never think it's selling too early uh, when it's profit, you know? So I like to take that profit when you can, especially, you know, 75% to 100%, like kind of like that double up range. But at the same time, you look at the overall career arc right now is just the, the sky's the limit you know and if you look at the jets the jet schedule let's see what the the jets upcoming schedule here got the packers this weekend at one o'clock definitely going to see more Brees Hall in that game got that's that's a critical game they've got to establish that run in lambo one o'clock uh, Pittsburgh, wait, 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 I'm going back, going back a little bit here. What is going on? I, dude, I do not, I don't know why my computer defaults to Yahoo search engine sometimes. And then I have to go and change it back to Google. Google's search engine is so much better than Yahoo, in my opinion. All right. Yeah, there we go. Jets, Broncos, Patriots, Bills, Patriots, Bears. Actually, no, I think you made the right. I think you made the right move. I think you made the right move. All these games are are um, coin tosses and or you would give the opposing team the edge, especially like Patriots, Bills, they play great defense. Broncos play pretty good defense. Packers even play pretty decent defense. Uh, so these games are all losable. The, you know, it's like, I mean, the, he could just be a product of uh, just a, a poor record Jets team. And, uh, you know, if he's getting stopped, getting shut down, which is unlikely, but still definitely a possibility. Never want to turn down that profit. Billy, so you made the right move, brother. Let's go, LA 32, Pats 87. Yes, yes, loving that, man. Loving that pick this week. Game theory for Ramadre Stevenson should be lit this weekend. Patriots at the Browns. Key matchup. The Browns pass defense is fifth. Oh, the Browns passing defense, yeah, is fifth in yards allowed per pass, 16th in DVOA. 
The Browns run defense, 32nd DVOA, 12th in yards allowed per carry. So that's exactly how uh, the Patriots are going to try and win. The loss of Damian Harris hurts the ability of the Patriots to fully lean into the running game, but they will certainly lean heavily on Ramadre Stevenson in the spot and should move the ball efficiently and keep Zappy in positive down and distance situations behind their six-ranked run-blocking unit up front. Early down runs that move the chains, set up manageable third in short situations will be a recipe for the Patriots here with short area passing and hitches and slants used as a means of exploiting a Browns coverage unit that plays primarily zone concept and blitzes at a bottom 10 rate in the league. Both of these teams are going to run the ball often, although their likely efficiency is go in, in doing so should keep this game moving much more than you would usually expect in a game between two run-heavy offenses. The Patriots struggled in the red zone last week against a bad Lions defense, setting the five field goals, and it wouldn't be surprising to see the same thing this week as they play conservatively with Zappy under center. <laughs> so is maybe a uh maybe a kicker happy affair but we'll see i think uh ramadre is very good you know he's got the highest juke rate in the nfl right now second most evaded tackles amongst running backs so i like the the prospects for him to have a really dominant day on the ground against the browns all right, so the, the first question I had, I want to look at the current you know, PSA rates. If you guys aren't aware, PSA now has um, $18 bulk submission. Now, of course, you have to be part of their collector's club. So $18 bulk is going to be a $99 annual membership. But um, if you look at the price guide, there's also, you know, you, you have to be, no, I wanted services grading. You also have to have it within a certain uh, threshold. So card must have a declared value of 199 or less. So if you're thinking about submitting to PSA at a $18 um, price point, you first have to pay the $100 for the membership. Plus the card has to be valued at 199 or less. So this can be determined by current sold items on eBay of what that card is selling for. If you didn't buy it recently, or if the card's pretty rare, you can put down what you recently paid for it. Uh, the thing is that PSA uses their own discretion to go and check that declared value. And sometimes uh, they come up with different numbers. They may bump you up into this tier. And that's where some people have experienced an increase in charge to where basically PSA is saying, no, your card, your card is worth five grand, not, not two grand. And they'll bump you up from, you know, this tier to that tier. So there's definitely part of that, that you definitely have to uh, consider, you know, um, you view all pricing here. You also look at the turnaround times from PSA and let's see, uh, bulk 120 days. So we're still looking at four months, roughly to get your bulk submission back from PSA at 18 at $18 per card with the $99 annual membership assuming that those cards are all valued at 199 or less so that's the first consideration you have to make BGS is $25 per card economy 
and that's no subgrades. And that's probably around the same turnaround time as PSA right now. The fastest turnaround time is going to be SGC. SGC, now the SGC 10 is not quite valued as high as the PSA 10 or the BGS 95. It's very close, especially when you look at vintage cards. SGC gets a much better resale value, but modern, ultra modern cards, the SGC 10 is still struggling to sell for the same as a BGS 95 or the uh, or the PSA 10. So, and the reason why not say BGS 10 is because if you're new, BGS 10s are incredibly rare. They're incredibly hard to get. They're incredibly hard to find on eBay. So, if you look at the the turnaround time for SG, and this thing keeps uh, skipping back. So, the turnaround time here for SGC is incredible. They've now lowered their bulk submission to 50 plus cards, $18 per card, five to 10 business day turnaround. So that is that is big, man. That is big. So what I also want to look at is their their um, their value limit. Declared value, $1,500 or less. So they don't have that $200 limit. That's also nice. So there is a lot of benefits. Plus, if you don't get a grade you like with SGC, it's very easy to crack the slab uh, and so I want to talk about cracking slabs and just just in terms of whether or not it's ethical or viable uh, in, in just a second. But the, the main question here, and this is from Will Jack two days ago on the YouTube channel. How do I know if I should get my cards graded or not? The first thing you want to consider is, is this card going to get a 10? That's the most important thing. Is this card going to get a 10? I wouldn't get a grade if it's not going to get a 10, you know, regardless of you know, regardless of the player, Carson Wentz, <laughs> Domers Raider, he just, I held this up because, you know, they played last night. But regardless of the player and whether it's a rookie card, whether it's a base card, whether it's a super rare card, is it going to get a 10? So you want to closely inspect the corners, make sure those are super sharp, the edges, the centering, front and back, top to bottom, and then the surface. So you got to take it out raw and you got to hold it at different angles. I've done some videos on this uh, on my channel, but that's the most important consideration to make because if it's going to get a 10, you're going to add significant value. Uh, the other thing, if it's if it's vintage card, it doesn't necessarily have to get a 10. That's the one situation where I would make the exception. If it's a vintage card, it's more important to have that card slabbed up, authenticated uh, than it is to get a 10 because a PSA 6, PSA 7, SGC 6, 7 are normal grades for vintage cards. And it's more about having that card authenticated and in a protective slab from one of these reputable companies. Um, so if it's vintage, then it's more about, okay, is this card worth at least 10 to $20 raw? If it is, get it graded, right? get it graded, get it slabbed up, Get that's going to protect it, that's going to extend the life of it. It's also going to uh, make that card instantly more valuable just because it's authenticated. If it's modern or ultra modern, it's more important to get a 10. And uh, you can see just like the, the kind of stuff that will sell. If you just type in PSA 10 and search sold items, like, you know, th this Keyshawn Vaughn card numbered out of 15, would probably only have sold for literally for like 10 to $15, even numbered out of 15 because it's from Leaf, right? It's non-licensed card. It's nice, but it's still non-licensed card. Keyshawn Vaughn, a, a third string running back, you know, now in his third year. And the only reason why this card sold for probably around $100 is because it's a PSA 10, right? And then you can, you know, 
put the population there if you want to. So, you know, getting the PSA 10 is super important to the uh, to the resale value of modern cards. More uh, more applicable to get vintage cards. Don't have to worry about it so much. Cracking cracking it out. I think it's perfectly ethical. Um, I don't I don't have a big deal about it. I know some people are like, oh, well, you're you're degrading the population report. But how many people are really looking at the population report of the sevens and eights? You know, I'm not cracking out nines and tens. I'm not 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 cracking out nines and tens. Most cases, nine is going to sell for a little bit more than raw. The ten is going to sell from anywhere between two to five times what a raw card is, especially when we're talking about modern, ultra modern here. But I mean, like this card, for example, this was a card I talked about earlier in the week. Somebody bought it. So yeah, congrats to whoever bought this. Um, I shared this in in an article earlier this week over on uh, patreon.com slash football cards, because this is a great card example here of cr- this card is incredibly rare for Ramadre Stevenson. We're just talking about expect a big weekend numbered out of 25 here, dual color patch. Nice autograph, beautiful pulsar designs, got a lot of features that you like, but it's a BGS 7, which is just like, ugh, man. It's just kind of like, it's like ugly. It's like, <laughs> this is a really hot card in ugly clothes here, if you know what I'm saying. So what? just like get this card out of there, man. You just got to free it up. And then this card is a $100 card easy uh so that's like like how i relate a bgs7 or an sgc7 or 8 or a psa8 they just the psa8s they sell for less than raw and not many people are using the population report of sevens and eights for really anything and i mean honestly just you're doing the card a disservice it's this has got to be cracked out because honestly this card looks great i, I mean I'm not seeing the massive, di- and obviously there's no subgrades on this one. And, and I know some people disagree, but this is my personal take. I don't have a problem cracking out sevens and eights and uh, putting those in a one touch and making those things look nice again. What's going on, 402? Uh, Mark says, does SGC require a membership? I believe they I believe they do, but I don't think their their membership is free. Like I, I have a membership with them. I don't remember their membership costing anything. Let's see. I don't know if uh, if they'll tell me on on here. Yeah, do you guys know in the in the chat uh, if I don't think they do. Like I don't think the membership that I created. Uh, cost anything i think it was a free membership like yeah you need a membership but it's not it doesn't cost anything so csg is another company that um yeah i don't i don't i could have swore i don't i don't need one either uh csg is another company that's been backed by the largest coin grading company in the world and they're also very reputable they've changed recently changed their their labels, they also do a bulk submission discount. Uh, their turnaround times are pretty good. They're very, they're very strict on grading, though. Like, I mean, they have been very strict. You go back, we've done a couple group bulk submissions to them. I think we're gonna do a bulk SGC uh, here in the next one. We're gonna do that. You know, I, I'm gonna do that at cost uh, for all the patrons 
as part of patreon.com slash football cards. We're going to do a bulk submission. We're going to pull our cards together, submit to SGC or maybe even PSA. And, um, but I love the turnaround time because SGC, it's like, okay, you got a Jalen Hurts right now. You could submit that to SGC, potentially get a 10 before the playoffs even start. I mean, even within like the next, like before the end of November. And now all of a sudden you're sitting in a really sweet spot to flip a bunch of 10s. Uh, hopefully you get 10s, all 10s. That would That's the key. And, and the playoff, the beginning of the playoffs. And uh, that's nice. So CSG, I guess the point I was getting at, CSG does require a membership fee. So if you want to join, they have their membership fees. But the nice thing that they do is you get discounts and credits. So you get with their premium membership, you get $150 credit right away. So, <laughs> you know, that's nice. It's like, yeah, we, we're going to charge you to join, but you're going to get a, a credit right away, whereas PSA doesn't do that. So they do give you like, it's like a... Um, a discount you get a discount to their store um you get you get a discount to their store if i remember correctly so you know that's like you know and their store sells one not one touches but uh, i was thinking their their store sells like um display cases and um semi rigid card holders like the card savers uh, like penny sleeves, stuff like that. So things, things to consider, things to consider. Um, this question came in. What's going on, Jets? Crazy. Yeah, there you go. SGC doesn't have a membership fee. You just have to create a, you have to create a login and stuff. What's going on, Jets? Crazy in the house. All right. So this question was uh, from Rinrin. Publicly subscribe to us for the past year. So shout out to you, Renren. This question was from him yesterday. Um, he says, so I, I don't know if you get asked this, but I have a one of the newest Mac Jones championship autograph cards. What would it be worth? So I told him, and this is my response, like Mac Jones stock is down considerably right now. Down big time, man. Um, this was a Mac Jones championship ticket auto that sold here September 10th, beginning of the season. Here's one that's a PSA 8.5. 830 here's one that's a uh psa 9 10 on the auto three thousand dollars and a buy it now so you come up here and you're like okay the 960 another one numbered out of 49 september 11th the next one sells for september 22nd 810 psa 8 so starts dropping and then whoa an auction ends september 27th for 438 dollars and then, whoa, a PSA 9 dropped a couple uh, grand there down to 1280 in auction. It looks like the guy didn't get paid on that one. Like the person didn't buy it. So he relisted it, went again for 1280 which is odd that it ended at the same price. Very, very odd. So I was a little, little shady. But none, nevertheless, authenticity guarantee and currently 1280 So if you had it raw, I'm going to value it somewhere around $500. Obviously, I wouldn't put it in auction right now. It's the worst time to put a Mac Jones card to auction until he gets healthy, he gets back on the field, and he can exceed expectations. You know, you you can't you you either got to list these and buy it now and hope that someone, you know, buy, comes on here and buys it or you uh you hold it and that's really the only thing you can do. I would not put the Mac Jones championship ticket auto in auction right now, but I would value that card around $500. So Scuba Steve, 
He made his first eBay listing with a Peyton Manning optic downtown. Zero views in almost three days. Is that normal? Thanks. So congrats to Scuba Steve for making his very first, excuse me, very first listing. But uh, why did he get zero views in three days? Uno momento. Why did he get zero views in almost three days? Well, the chances are that it's a combination of him being a brand new seller. The other the other factor is that he could have had his price too high and maybe he's going to buy it now. And the third factor is there's quite a few optic downtown Peyton Mannings here on eBay. I've been looking at all these cars <laughs> sold in the past couple of days. October 12th, there was two of them. October 11th, one, the 10th, the 9th. The ninth. So, depending on the price, if like if you had your card listed above, I would say one hundred and fifty dollars, then yeah, you probably were getting zero views because you're also a brand new seller. So, I'm not sure which one of these is your listing. If you've already sold it, this is for from four hundred six Bulldogs here. But I mean, I would I would venture to guess this one's got nine watchers, but there's no telling how long this one has been listed. So. I would go here to newly listed and see what we got. Here's one that doesn't have that uh, laser finish PSA 9 for 100. New listing. Okay. 249 or best offer. This one listed October 11th. Let's see if it, if it was this one right here. Well, I'm not sure what Scuba... I would imagine his store name is Scuba Steve. But... Uh, but, yeah. So, I mean, it's it's going to depend on a variety of things. If you are putting this kind of card to auction, you definitely want to do a, a 99-cent auction and roll the dice and have it end on, like, uh, a Thursday night or a Sunday night, something like that, or even a, even a Monday night for Manning because he's hosting the Manning cast with his brother. But ultimately, I would be I would be doing this card as a buy now. Just understand, like looking at this, this card is not as rare as you think it because it's got multiple parallels and there's uh, there's a decent amount of these cards on here. So, yeah, I mean, obviously it's liquid. Obviously people are buying it, but they're they're not going to you, you just got to consider the price point. So, I mean, I would think that if you had it listed under $200, you're sitting in a pretty good spot. I mean, you're sitting in a pretty good spot. You can see that's what they're they're closing for. And it is getting competition, 30 bids, 4 bids, you know. So, it's kind of what I'm looking at there. All right, speaking of, of that, let's look at some market trends here on our Keepa map. And this, uh, shout out to Andrew Jones. Three days ago, he said, what site are you using to see trends? I'm using our Keepa football card prices app. This is specifically built for the football card quest. Shout out to our guy, Jaritos, who, uh, who built this for his own uh, personal use. Started out as his own personal use, but... Uh, discover the quest him and i have become friends and uh, he's one of the coolest guys on the quest and 
If you want to access to this, you just got to sign up for our uh, Patreon membership. We have tiers as low as $6 per month. You get access to this. You can't beat that price point because it does everything that Market Movers or Card Ladder does. And it's specifically focused on football cards. Plus, you have other market intel. Like this chart I'm looking at right here is giving me market volume. The blue line here is for buy it now. The red line is auction. And I also got... Like anything I want uh, Jaritos to add to it, he's he's a very, very sharp web developer and he's able to do it. Like I was like, dude, I want a dark mode. And he's like, no problem, man. Got you. So we got the dark mode now. We love love the dark mode here. Um, I was like, you know, it would be very nice to be able to see sold volume week over week to give me an idea of demand. He's like, no problem. Got you. So we imported specifically focused on graded cards as well because um of the of the search queries and the consistency and the data that you get it's so difficult to get consistent data from raw cards because of the variances in condition photographs listing types listing end times the whole nine yards and plus just a ton of people on ebay not putting the proper name and the title and description so when you're trying to pull data in on raw cards it can be wildly inconsistent graded cards can still be sometimes inconsistent that's why when we're looking at specific players we've got that little report button we're able to report it and say hey this is uh this is not this is not the right card and it'll update the, the chart and the graph so what we're able to learn from this right we can see that jalen hurts is the most popular quarterback right now we can also understand that jalen hurts has a lot of graded cards so does justin herbert so that's also going to play into this we can also see the trend here in buy it now sold volume uh, week over week. And this is broken out by day here. So yesterday there were 432 graded football cards sold on eBay, 951 in auction. But this is how I was able to learn that Monday is a very popular day. 1,786 auctions closed Monday, 581 buy it now sold on Monday. Monday is a very popular day. You can see that little boom, that little increase there Monday. And so I went and then looked on eBay and like, well, what's the graded card auctions like? And there's literally tens of thousands of uh, raw football cards closing on Mondays from a few major consignments. And then there's all obviously a lot of smaller stores like you and I and other people. I'm not I'm not closing uh, auctions. I got all of my cards in a in a buy it now, but understanding that if your your store has been slow like uh the media marauder here uh what's going on man said uh he's never seen it so slow i would want to know you know what cards you have listed specifically what are they listed at you know what do your photographs look like i'm assuming they're great because you've been a full-time seller since 1997 um so i would i would want to like look at your store because it's it's you know it's it's very complex, right? There's so many different variables involved. And like right now, I haven't sold a single football card this entire week, but also I've got my prices listed higher. I'm starting to plan for the playoffs and almost all the cards I have listed, I've got them listed higher than what they're selling at now, especially my Justin Jefferson's, my Jalen Hurts, um, you know, so forth and so on. I've got them listed probably 20 to 25 percent higher just because a those are younger players like and i'm not in a rush to sell it it's not like uh you know 
a Carson Wentz or a Jared Goff where I'm like, okay, I really want to move this guy or even a Christian McCaffrey. Like I'd be looking to try and move Christian McCaffrey like ASAP. Same thing with Derrick Henry. Sell these guys on a high right now before they really do fall off. Uh, so, you know, those guys I'd be looking to move a little faster. I'd be will more willing to take market value, whereas my Jalen Hurts, my Justin Jefferson's, Ramadre Stevenson's, these kind of guys, I've got them listed higher because I still they have still such a you know my Brees Hall. I'm like I got offers on that at 100 uh, Jets, but I've got it listed for 125 and one sold for 120. And I'm just not willing to budge on it because, A, I might make a trade with you. I may make a trade with you for that card. But also understanding the guy's a rookie. The guy is a rookie. And XRC, even a year from now, is still going to be a super premium liquid card for him. So I love the intel I'm able to get from this. And I'm able to filter it out. QB, running back. Like if I want to look at running back, Saquon Barkley, boom. No surprise. He's still seeing his cards go up. So then I can come over here to the Explorer. He's leading the volume in graded card sale. You can see him pop up here on the main homepage where this is sorted by total sales in the past 30 days. So Josh Allen's based honors PSA 10 had the most total sales in the past 30 days. So you can see I'm shorting by PSA 10 here. I could go to SGC 10. And, um, you know, the cover image may show like a PSA slab, but now it's sorting by SGC 10. So in the past 30 days, the Justin Herbert optic base SGC 10 has sold the most in the past 30 days, followed by then the Josh Allen PSA uh, Donruss base. And that's probably because a lot more people started submitting Justin Herbert cards to SGC once PSA shut down, the rates went through the roof. That's kind of that time period when all the 2020 product was coming out. You can see then the whole second row, Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts again. And then we could sort by uh, BGS 9.5. You're probably going to see this uh, quite different. Whoa, Carson Wentz. That's because if you look at Jameis Winston, if you look at Marcus Mariota, Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, a lot of these guys have a ton of BGS graded cards because – that they were very popular uh circa 2016 2017 this type of time period and so you'll see a lot of uh, bgs nines a lot of bgs nine fives from these 2015 2016 2017 um rookies jared goff is still only going for the, the current trend so and i love being able to come in here Go back all the way to a year. The most recent auction that closed Tuesday at 10 p.m., $9.50. That's hilarious. Uh, but then I can also click and go, okay, I just want to see buy it nows. The last buy it now is Friday, September 16th for $70. This is, well, and so see, that's a, um, that's a select. So I'll just come and report update. And that'll update in a couple hours. So the last buy now on the prism uh, was September 14th at 9.53 p.m. So I get the time that the buy now is completed, the price. So it's just wonderful, man. So this is actually, you you get a lot more data and it's easier to view, in my opinion. It's, it's very visual, easy to use. Check it out over there. Uh, I gain a ton of information from this. I could look at PSA 9. The last 30 days i could also sort this by 60 180 if i want to look at past 180 
Herbert's PSA 9 base prism sold the most out of all these cards. You can see what's kind of leading this is this 2020 product. It's the perfect amount of time and youth around these guys, plus great performance in terms of exceeding expectations. Now you got our guy, Justin uh, Jalen Hurts on here looking at the nine. And uh, man, look at that. So you can see 476 sales in the past six months on his PSA nine with a trend of $42. The current average though is right at 30. This gives you an idea of what you could make on a nine if you were to get it. So if you're seeing nine sell for buy it now, right now, Tuesday, October 11th, let's just filter by buy it now because that's how I like to sell. Wednesday, October 12th, 33, 25. I mean, yeah, could these cards go up a little bit more? Yeah, it's going to really take the, the playoffs just because of the, the, the high population, the wide availability. Plus the fact that, you know, this card is a nine, not a 10, right? Um, so it's just going to, it's going to take, it's going to take more. There's still a lot more room for growth out of Jalen Hurts, in my opinion, because he's still down. So like if I can come in here to the compare and go and look at a 2020 QB Prism PSA 10 study. So I like to do this. I like to have this saved. There's definitely now been a big uh, separation between Jalen Hurts and Tua, but there's also been this little decline here, and this is by day. So this is happening throughout this week. It's probably cards ending in auction, and they may be ending during the day or in the morning, uh, which is not ideal. So the one piece of information I have been able to get from this data is that auctions are definitely spiking on Sundays, right? Like we come back here, August 9th was this little peak right here, Saturday and Sunday, man. We're seeing the spike and then we're seeing it dip throughout the week. And then we'll probably see it spike again this weekend, Sunday night. The Eagles have a massive matchup uh, against the Dallas Cowboys. That's going to be on an island Sunday night. A lot of a lot of eyeballs, a lot of people watching. Um, but you can see even Justin Herbert, even uh, Joe Burrow down. Justin Herbert really hasn't exceeded expectations. So you can see he's down. Even though the Chargers squeezed out a win, a lot of that was thanks to Austin Eckler. I mean, Justin Herbert's been leaning on him a lot. He's still kind of recovering, I think, a little bit, almost fully recovered. Uh, he's kind of also lacking receiver weapons. Uh, a guy that I've been disappointed about is Josh Palmer. Unfortunately, he's been somewhat disappointing. He's missed Keenan Allen due to a hamstring injury, which are tricky. Keenan Allen's still out now four weeks in a row. So really looking at Mike Williams, uh, a journeyman in DeAndre Carter, Gerald Everett's been getting a lot of targets. But – a lot of Austin Eckler uh, <clears throat> has been has been leaned on in that game. So I look at if I can get uh, the Jalen Hurts PSA 10 for 100 bucks, sign me up, sign me the freak up on that card, and even even getting a, a Jalen Hurts PSA 10 for like 130, 140, you still you can see it's got a lot of room for growth with how good that uh, Eagles team is and it's pretty much kind of setting yourself up for the for the playoffs there so if i want to look at uh, trending down trending down henry rugs believe it or not some people are still out there buying uh henry rugs you can notice here base cards um for example base cards on uh, trevor lawrence here it's Wednesday, September 20th. See, this is when you're like, okay, 
I don't know that this auction is legitimate here. This it's okay. Oh, it's a white PSA 10 out of 35. So that makes sense. PSA 10 numbered out of 35, 1700. So this is one of those situations where you have to, this is for the white. So this is for the white prism. So I just got to report this one as the wrong card. That's not an actual um, indicative of the, uh, of the trend there. This one's gold out of 10. So you can see here the, um, one of this, this base emergent got mixed in with the gold out of 10. So what we want to do is just get that, that gold out of there. Cause it's making it look like that, uh, card has gone down a little bit or gone down a lot. Right. So typically that base emergent PSA 10 going for around $40, 49, 48. Somebody got it back on October 5th for 24 50 in auction. We're able to turn that around and make an easy little $20 on that card. So, I mean, I could spend all day here in the app. So you guys want access, go, go, uh, go check it out. You can get access to that easily. Patreon.com slash football cards, that base tier only $6, but you get more bonus perks and advantages for the other tiers as well. Uh, swag, merchandise, more entries into the monthly giveaway, um, you know, you get that uh, Discord server boost. You know, there's different tags like in there based on your tiers. So there's a little the different advantages. Plus, if you want to do like one-on-one -on -one, uh, Zoom calls or anything like that with me, I have that available through uh, the top tier there as well, the field level tier. What's going on, JJ Bama? How you doing, man? Let's see here. Oh, I uh, skipped a couple questions. P51 Mustang Man. What is the best cards to pick up right now? Go watch my eBay targets for week six. Uh, I mentioned three of my favorite buys this week in that video. I do not, Lewis. I, I would use them if I had some super rare high-end cards, but um, they're you know they're gonna take a percentage of your of your proceeds. Um, but you will get an elevated amount of eyeballs. And attention on your card using them uh, and you have you know cross platforms right so they have their own auction portal as well as simultaneously with ebay so you know it's important i think if you have a super high-end nice card that's when you want to consider them um i don't have any cards that are in that level let's see what's uh what else we got over here Oh, my shoes. What's going on, man? Matt Murray. How you doing, bro? How do I feel about Bowman University numbered auto, specifically Ritter, Howell, and Corral? So there you go, P51 Mustang. Uh, Desmond Ritter was my number one quarterback by this week, setting up for the difficult schedule the Falcons have upcoming, including the 49ers this weekend. And the fact that Ritter got so much playing time during the preseason, the coaching staff, the athletic, um, journalists that are close to the Falcons organizations all said that that's because they're planning on giving Desmond Ritter extensive playing time, come down the stretch of the season. You compare him to the values of Kenny Pickett, uh, Malik Willis, even Bailey Zappi, any of these guys, uh, Sam Howell, Matt Corral, um, Desmond Ritter, super undervalued, easy, easy slam dunk play. For me, if I were to look at uh, the Bowman U. That is not a question there, uh, Tinder. So if I were to come in here and look at the Bowman U from Desmond Ritter, yeah, absolutely, man. The uh, the 
the refractors that are autographed and serial numbered, they're excellent plays, especially when you get them at the right price point. So I always love to reverse engineer these and come in here and look at the sold items and think, okay, there's a yellow. I guess if you want to call that yellow, I guess that's yellow. I'm, uh, sometimes I think yellows are gold, but okay, here we go. Lava, uh, popular, best offer accepted. If you want to find out what it was accepted at, you just pop over to 130point.com. But you you take this card as a prime example and say, okay, what was this card sold for? So let's pop over to 130 point. Let's see what it actually went for. Let's see what it actually went for here. So you just copy and paste from the listing. Come over here, search it. And it actually sold for $50. So person got actually a pretty good deal going back to july 16th that card closed an auction for 28 september 19th it closed for 43.51 so it's kind of around that level of 32.88 september 18th so this card has a lot more potential obviously but we're trying to figure out where we want to get in on it at 50 dollars is not terrible but at the same time it is out of 199 not like 99 and it is college uniform so we have to take these things into consideration then we also want to go and look at what 2022 uh, bowman u auto and i would see if you can look up a bailey zappy or somebody that that has a lower draft capital than desmond or not um uh, kenny pickett so what I'm trying to figure out is like what are these other guys in the in draft class going for? And you may only be able to find Kenny Pickett or maybe Malik Willis. And Malik Willis is obviously not close to getting a starting shot either. So it's kind of hard. But at least Malik Willis is in this Bowman U. So, okay, I can find some that are selling and try and paint a picture of what these could potentially go up to which can be challenging. You have, there's, there's definitely guesswork involved. I'm not, see, I'm not finding any numbered out, like numbered out of 199, like the lavas and stuff like that. So we kind of have to look at this one. I'm like, holy crap. Okay. That one sold for $400. That's an anomaly there. I'm not getting good data there. So let's go look at Kenny Pickett. Get a, to get an idea and say that, okay, we, we know that Ritter's probably not going to get up to the Kenny Pickett just because Pittsburgh has a much larger fan base and uh, Kenny Pickett is also a first-round quarterback. So that draft capital, that fan base does go a long way. These are non-numbered, but I'm, look, I mean, look at September 14th, under 500. Man, that, that fan base and uh, that first-round capital is really going a long way. So not a lot of data to go off of there. Only thing you can really glean is the fact that, okay, you could see that this card could sell for a hundred bucks, right? So getting it for $50 is really not bad. Am I going to pay close to a hundred dollars for that card? No, I'm not. I wouldn't feel comfortable with it. If I can get it at 30 though. Yes, absolutely. Feel very good about easily being able to sell that for at least 60 to 70. I kind of do what that guy did, listed at close to 100. And then like, here's another one, listed at close to 100 and then accept offers and sell it for like around 80, 85. I feel very confident in being able to do that. That's when those cards become applicable. The the 
take off the autograph, it it chops away so much value from that card, so much potential value. Um, take off the first logo, chops even more off of it. I mean, basically might as well consider it a, a base leaf card or something because it's non-licensed. Um, so you can see October 10th, even a gold shimmer out of 50 selling for 850. But this one doesn't have the first logo, right? Um, so it doesn't have any of those rookie card elements that you kind of like to see. And ultimately, if I'm targeting this Bowman U, like, here you go. Here's the yellow, but it's got the first. So that's definitely something important you want to look for that sold for a little bit more respectable amount. Um, but it has a serial number, so that's important. This one doesn't. It's only sold for $4. So definitely important things to consider there and kind of reverse engineer what, um, what they're selling for and then kind of try and get in lower than that. Ross Bob, what's going on, man? What's going on? Ritter would not be a long-term investment for me. No, I don't want to hold Falcons in my in my. There's no personal collection value there for me. I am a diehard Tampa Bay Bucks fan. You can see, um, here in Tampa, and I do not want to hold Ritter long-term. No long-term investment there for me at all. If it was if it had PC value to me, maybe long term, but it doesn't wouldn't have any PC value to me. It would purely be to flip a short term flip on hype because he is a rookie quarterback that was like had the third most winningest college football career ever in college football history. He led the Bearcats to an undefeated senior season, you know, in a playoff berth. Uh, and he's not afraid to take shots down the field. And he's he can throw the ball better than Mariota with the same mobility. And because he's a rookie, he's going to get a lot of hype. There's obviously a lot of steam there coming out of college through the combine process, running a four for whatever at the combine super fast. Um, but it's more like straight line speed. If you look at Ritter, he's, he's a little stiff. So he's not a long-term guy for me at all. He is... He is a short-term flip all day. I appreciate that, Media Marauder. Uh, Curtis wanted to add that some raw cards are great targets for grading, even if you're looking to get an eight or nine, just depends on several factors. Yep. Yeah, a lot of critical thinking goes, uh, goes into that. Uh, Ross Bob, should I trade Nick Chubb for Jamar Chase Debo? What? You're getting three, all three of those guys for Nick Chubb. Yeah, absolutely. 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 Definitely want Debo. Uh, definitely want Joe Mixon. The, the Bengals are going to get it together. You're limiting your upside there a little bit. I'd be curious to hear what your other, um, what your other, uh, running backs are and, uh, what, like what your full roster is because, when you have Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon on the roster and you're starting them in the same week, the upside for both of those guys to get 30 fantasy points is lower, but uh, they still both have very good floors and very high ceilings. And the Bengals are going to get it together. They're going to get it together. I uh, expect them to make a late season push like they did last year, be in the thick of it. Debo is going to be a stud, man. Debo, 
Now that Jimmy Garoppolo is back at quarterback, expect Debo more heavily involved like he has been in the run game, and he's that guy. Just a very good floor, very high ceiling. Absolutely, I'd take that trade. Especially in Dynasty. Especially in Dynasty. So if you're looking at it from a card or Dynasty perspective, take that trade. (laughs) Sell Nick Chubb now while he's super high. So he'd be another guy like, dude, he is in his prime at his peak. His cards are expensive. He is one of the best running backs in the league. Dude, sell him now on a high because he's a running back. Uh, His career could start to decline as soon as the this the end of next season uh, this season he could get hurt next week um and then never be the same again so you know there's that potential sell this guy on the high now um unless he's got a lot of personal collection value to you then you know you're more apt to want to hold that card in your collection stash it put it on the wall whatnot you're a big browns fan or he's you know helped you get to fantasy football championships and you're really just in it from the collection aspect then yeah, hold that card, man. Hold it and, and run it out as long as you want. Have it listed to buy it now, maybe for some crazy price. If someone does want to pay that crazy price, then then they'll, then they'll you'll pry it away from your hands. But otherwise, you're gonna hold it. Um, but if you're in it from just an investment perspective, you want to sell this guy now, man. He's on the top of his game. He's at his peak. Same thing with Saquon. Sell him, dude. Sell him. What do you think about Rondale Moore and how cheap his optic? uh ticket autos are doing basic white cards uh rondale moore uh very interesting target there little ant-man for arizona cardinals the interesting thing you have to consider is they're getting deandre hopkins back i love the matchup this week against the seahawks so he's a viable target he could break off a mass again the seahawks have the worst ranked passing defense in the nfl so i expect a lot of the field to be on the Arizona Seattle game in Seattle on Sunday, especially in, in daily fantasy, because that game could easily turn into a shootout, right? The Arizona defense has been inconsistent. The Seattle uh, Seahawks offense has been playing very good with Geno Smith at the helm. So, you know, I'm expecting a big Kenneth Walker third day. Like he's another one of my favorite targets now that Rashad Penny's out. You also uh, have had a big turnaround in the stock of DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, and especially Geno Smith, and their defense is so bad. They're forcing these situations kind of like Detroit is. They have the 31st, like Detroit and Seattle have the worst defenses in the NFL, especially when it comes to passing defenses. And so they're they just constantly getting these shootout scenarios because their offense is playing fast. They're playing good. They're throwing the ball a lot. They're being aggressive. And their defense is super bad. You have Kyler Murray, who is a good quarterback. You have him getting DeAndre Hopkins back next week. So that's coming back. Marquise Brown's still his favorite target. But Rondell Moore is a very young second-year player that was very good in college, very explosive, and has the ability to uh, break off some big plays. And the Seattle Seahawks have an easy matchup. And I'm sure he's super cheap, so... I wouldn't mind having some exposure in terms of like a rookie ticket auto for $10. So it's kind of like uh, if, if if the market is going to give something like that to me, why not? Dude? Because I have very little downside in a card like that and a lot of upside. So I'd be looking to see if anybody's ending an auction on Rondell Moore uh, this week. 
you know, right now, today, like I'd be looking at auction ending soonest. And you may even find some some buy it nows that are are pretty cheap if uh, if they're newly listed or or maybe something like this. Like, boom, if I could get 1099, this got one bid. So I feel confident I could get this rookie ticket auto. I closely examine the pictures because the the base rookie ticket autos from 2021 have a lot of corner and edge issues. But if I could get this for, you know, twelve dollars free shipping, sign me up, man. Sign me up on card autograph. Um, or something even better that looks even cooler. Like I love the optics. Uh, this one looks like it could be serial numbered or maybe just the red zone variation. This one is serial numbered out of 25 ending in just two hours. I could potentially get a card numbered out of 25 on card auto rookie card for how much like 10 bucks. Sign me up, man. There's literally no downside to this card. I could turn around, make better pictures and listen to buy it now and easily sell a card numbered out of 25 of a guy this young. There's going to be a spike game. Eventually he's going to have a spike game. Eventually uh, he's very electric in, in the open field. Uh, he's going to get some targets. It's just a matter of him, you know, staying healthy and stuff. And yeah, I love, I love this one right here. Like, yeah, sign me up, sign me up. Um, you know, it's all about that kind of price point, like taking what the, the what the market gives you. And uh, kind of capitalizing on, on that, you know, even even like this white out of 25 ending uh, 530, zero bids. Just, yeah, you're not getting any competition on Rondale Moore right now. Cardinals are struggling and uh, and Rondale Moore being like a, a third in the depth chart, you know, potentially third, fourth after DeAndre Hopkins comes back. Then uh, you're just looking at some very cheap prices. Uh, Bill, okay, I didn't realize Billy. Sorry, let me. I'll get to that in just a second, Bama. Um, Billy said, "When is the best time to list a player that is a shoe in for Hall of Fame at the announcement or at the award?" So this is actually at the announcement is when the hype spike happens. I remember talking to Jeremy Lee about this a while back because he collects a lot of Hall of Famers. He has got his own Sports Card Live channel, and I was on there with him, and he was saying that the Hall of Famers spike happens at the announcement and i think that's from what i've seen that's that's what it happens because when they announce these guys are hall of famers it turns people's heads right and and then the it's kind of anticlimactic because they announce who the hall of famers are going to be and then it's like what i don't know a month before the actual event happens or at least a few weeks so you have this time period where it's kind of like the interest settles down it cools off and sure there's going to be some demand it's it's a pretty big tv event and stuff and it gets you know publicized but the actual hype spike is at the announcement that's when you you'll turn more heads and you'll get more demand and higher sold prices on on that card i have been i bought a kyle trash not that long ago because i got a really good price on it let's see if i got it right here I don't know what I did with it. I must have. Maybe I put it on the wall. See what I do with that kind of trash. I don't know what I put. I maybe I. I did buy a Kyle Trask, though. It was a field-level silver. I got it for like five bucks. So I plan to get some more Kyle Trask. It's more of a matter of just uh, stalking him in auction. But this is such a great time right now to like stalk a guy like that in auction. You can get him for 
super cheap, super cheap. Oh, man, no, don't, don't do it, Broncos. Don't do it. Sell Najee Harris. Get A.J. Dillon. You want A.J. Dillon. I mean, he's – don't do it, man. The, the Packers have such a better offensive line. A.J. Dillon has been underperforming, yes, but that is going to turn around. As early as this weekend, he's been getting the snap share. He's been getting the carries. He's still getting some targets. Um, you don't, don't do that, man. You want A.J. Dillon coming down the stretch. Just a much better offense, much better – higher quality of opportunities for AJ Dillon. Don't do it. Um, so sell your Najee Harris. Nice, nice, nice. Basic, uh, basic white car says, how you feel about Chris Godwin this year being a Bucks fan? Well, um, I feel good about him, right? He's going to get a lot of opportunity. He's going to get a lot of targets. Like Brady loves to do wide receiver screens. Chris Godwin's also really good against man coverage. Um, he's a good yards after the catch kind of guy. I think as he gets healthier and healthier, you can see he's ultra competitive. I think he came back too early from the initial ACL tear. He rushed back week one, uh, came, got hurt with a hamstring. Now he's back again. I expect him to slowly ascend once more. Uh, he's critical, critical component of our offense. We need him healthy for sure. When he's healthy and on the field, it just adds such a big dynamic to our offense that we need. Um, he's just so much better than than guys like, uh, and we don't have Tyler Johnson anymore, but he's better than Gage. You know, he's better than Julio Jones in terms of his role. Uh, if Julio can stay healthy, Julio adds another dynamic to our offense that we could really use uh, deep. Um, and so I, I love Chris Godwin because over the middle of the field, wide receiver screens, and Chris Godwin's got great vision for being able to uh, gain yards after the catch. Really like it, man. So. Um, I feel really good about him. I've always been a big Chris Godwin fan, and uh, I was really unfortunate to see him tear his ACL last year at that, that hit, direct hit from the helmet to his knee. Um, so happy to see him back. I think he's really tough, really competitive. Uh, he's a gamer. He's still very young uh, for a wide receiver. So I'm, I'm bullish on him, bullish on his outlook. I've got a lot of his cards, so I'm not like actively buying more, but um you know, I should be, if, if I had just like more time just to purely uh, to hunt, like if I didn't create content, like I would just be hunting more. I'm sure there's auctions ending right now for Chris Godwin, like during the week that you could just like really be selective and find some good stuff pretty cheap there. So let me see. Oh, there was a couple more questions. I want to make sure I got to, got to because, uh, oh, Colin Curley said, do you also do NBA? That is negative, Colin. Strictly uh, football cards all day, every day. Uh, September 90 said, bought a rook, uh, Ramadre Stevenson, man. So he's running back play of the week. September 90 said he traded a Jalen Hurts prism black silver rookie. For a Kyle Trask-rated rookie bronze auto and an Aussie Newsome immortalized auto patch. I like what you traded there in terms of, of scarcity. Like you, you traded a more common card for something a lot more scarce. But I don't like the fact that you traded a top three quarterback in the NFL right now on an undefeated team that could potentially go 10-0 and is a shoe-in for the pretty much a shoe-in for the playoffs out of the NFC East 
for a backup second-year rookie with no mobility and an Aussie Newsome. Uh, you know, so from that standpoint, like your immediate flip potential goes down. But at the same time, I like the scarcity of the cards that you got in return. So I definitely see the pros and cons there. I think it's kind of a wash. Oh, I was, that, that would be a, a tough one to swallow unless you really, you know, like the uh, the scarcity. I, I I don't know. I'd have to see the Aussie Newsome and see what the what the patch and the auto look like. It sounds pretty like a cool card. Um, so that's that's a tough one, man. I don't know if I could do that right now, Jalen Hurts. Uh, do you think the new concussion protocol, this is from Boggy, while necessary, could eventually affect the popularity of fantasy football? Yeah, it is necessary. It is kind of unfortunate how easy they are pulling players out of games now, like Teddy Bridgewater. I do expect it to kind of simmer down, like a lot of it is like being emphasized because of what just happened to Tua. I do expect it to kind of simmer down and kind of balance out, you know. Um, it's like, you know, if, if you've got a job and somebody does something like miss makes a big mistake and then the boss implements a new process to prevent that mistake uh, and then eventually like when everybody you know it, it just it, it kind of time has a way of 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 making those things kind of simmer down settle down i don't think it's going to affect the popularity of fantasy football at all i think it's going to make it a little bit more challenging but no man there's too many diehards uh fantasy football <laughs> and uh, it's not going to affect the popularity of all uh, there was a another question. Uh, Prado Prado said, "Anyone on whatnot?" Oh, Pitbull said Cooper Rush. So I'm not on whatnot. It's interesting. Pitbull said Cooper Rush. Man, he's playing so good right now. Thing is, though, his Cinderella story is about to come to an end. Uh, Dak Prescott's been practicing this week, been throwing the ball um, last couple days in a row, feeling good. I think. Uh, Dak Prescott is going to be back not this weekend, but next week. So at that time, like your values of your Cooper rush, I guess I would wait. Cause at this point it's like, okay, you were trying to sell Cooper rush. And maybe you bought in before he would, he even got a starting job. Um, then you're trying to sell Cooper rush. He's been a great game manager. They've leaned, they've been in a positive game script thanks to their defense in most of these games. So he really hasn't been asked to do a whole lot, but he's, the the passes that he is making are pretty good play action completion off that run game number 10 best quarterback red zone completion number 10 best quarterback 60 percent so his true completion still only uh 66 percent that's factoring out unpressured throwaways and drop passes qbr overall is uh number five right now number five in the nfl amongst quarterbacks his completion percentage versus man number five so he's he's playing pretty good, especially against man coverage and stuff. And uh, you know, obviously they rely on their defense in the run game. But the thing is, Dak Prescott's going to be back really soon, uh, at which point the stock of Cooper Rush is going to go back down. So you really want to look at selling uh, Cooper Rush now and buying back into him as a nice backup. Obviously now we can see he can be a pretty good backup when they play good defense and run the ball for – uh, next time maybe Dak gets hurt again because he's obviously hasn't been the most durable quarterback over the past few years. Bobby Deer. Yeah, 
He is, man. Well, he, obviously, he's still pretty young, old for his draft um, draft year, but he is dead in my eyes pretty much this year in fantasy. I'd still be trying to sell him and, and cards. Dude, rookie ticket auto, optic silver, Najee Harris, $150. Sell that now. Like Sell them while he's still this super young running back on one of the largest markets in the NFL, the Pittsburgh Steelers fan base. They pay some crazy money for their – uh, their young players, rookie guards, whether it's Pickens, whether it's uh, Pickett, whether it's Najee Harris, like it's a, it blows my mind how undervalued Deontay Johnson goes. He'd be the guy I'd want to buy just from a long-term perspective on the Steelers. Uh, Najee, yeah. Yeah, go ahead and sell him now. Sell him now. I, I got to run, guys. I have another uh, meeting here at 10, so I got to run, but this has been a blast. Guys, I'm not sure if Russ is going to wake up. Uh, you know, Whew, that's a tough one. Tackle. We'll be back real soon, guys. Peace. Appreciate you guys.